This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Have you been thinking about starting a podcast but aren't sure where to start? I have to tell you about Anchor. It's a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but with literally one click, they distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more so you can reach more listeners. They make it so easy. It was a no-brainer for us. Try it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello again, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We are going to discuss humility as a leadership trait. It's something that's not often talked about. You know, we kind of see leaders as these gregarious characters and kind of having all of the answers and leading people and giving them the charge. But we find that one of the most valuable traits in a leader is humility. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about how to appropriately use that trait, uh, what it looks like when you are using it appropriately, and how to cultivate some humility if maybe that's not your thing. So Don, start us off with a story. What have you seen from a humble leader? Right. Sometimes when we work with clients and we do different seminars, we will start with a game. And I'm not going to tell you about this game because we might do a seminar together sometime and we don't want to ruin the game. But the game has a team that comes together to try to solve a puzzle and do something to improve uh, their outcome. So as the team gets together, usually they pull together as a team. We learn a lot about how that team interacts. And we learn a, really a lot from the, how the leader of the team interacts with that group. So one group that we were working with, the manager of the team started just telling everyone what to do along the way. They just said, hey, you go do this. Now you try this. Now try this. Now try this. Now do this. And the employees were clearly very used to following directions from the manager. So they would do whatever this manager told them to do. And they tried all of these different ways to try to improve. And they would make small improvements along the way, but they, it took them a long time. And they didn't really make the big improvements that we like to see. Uh, in terms of this game. Now, another group of people we pulled together, uh, they got together and one of the leaders on the team stepped forward and asked a brilliant question as they were trying to figure out what to do. This leader asked the question, said, okay, who has a good idea? Now, what happened when the leader asked this question is people started to share insights. They started to share different ideas. And it was one at a time. And they all had bits and pieces of the solution to this puzzle that when they started talking about it and openly communicating with each other, they started to realize some of the real big answers. And they got really excited and engaged in the activity. And they would find that they found the best solution possible. And they did it really, really, really fast. Sometimes when we think about leadership, we think that our role as a leader is to make people follow us. But really, leadership is about influence. And if we think about ways that we influence other people, sometimes it's not about really leaning into our leadership style. Sometimes it's about leaning away and trying to bring other people into the table to invite them to say, what insights do you have? So that's why we want to talk today as our topic for our podcast about humility and leadership. What role does humility play in leadership? And why don't we talk about humility and vulnerability and things like that in terms of leadership? You know, Don, it strikes me that humility and leadership, it's almost like this oxymoron, right? One of those 
one of those words that it's, it's kind of the opposite. It's like sweet pain or something like that, you know? Um, because I don't think people typically combine words like vulnerability <laughs> and humility. <laughs> what was that? I was laughing at your sweet, sweet, sweet pain. pain. Oh. <laughs> it's That's an really oxymoron. Good. It's an oxymoron. Ever, nobody ever says that. That's never <laughs> said. You could have gone with like jumbo shrimp. Yeah. I don't know. Sweet pain? It's what, when I threw my back out this morning. Oh, yes, sweet pain. <laughs> You know, when I first started to look into this idea of humble leadership or really started to to make my wheels turn, so to speak, I I started to Google leadership. And if you Google leadership and traits of a powerful leader or something like that, you're going to come across things like driven, uh, you know, it might even be decision maker problem solver, those types of things. And and depending on the list that you're looking at, you have to get quite a bit down the ways, uh, down, the, down the list there to be able to see words like humility. But I always speak to groups about humble leadership because I think humility is, is probably one of the top three traits that an effective leader can have when leading a group of people. Diana, I'm going to put you on the spot here uh, real quick because you, you tell a story about having worked at a different uh, a previous company where you kind of had two bosses uh, and they had different expectations of you, of you. And one of those bosses was leading with an air of humility and the other one kind of demanded things more. And you talked about how you chose to work, I guess, maybe even subconsciously for those two uh, bosses. I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you maybe talk about that? Yeah, sure. So I did. I, I worked at a company that I actually had like four or five bosses, but that's beside the point. There were these two that one boss was super kind and gentle. And he he always sort of said like, hey, I have this thing going on. He was very humble. He talked about his family. He showed vulnerability. When he messed up, he was the first to admit it. And then I had this other boss who was virtually the exact opposite. If he messed up, he didn't say yeah. he did it. He blamed everybody yeah. else. He would never speak about his family ever. I mean, he just couldn't connect with us at all. And so I really did work harder for the other boss. And I think at the beginning it was subconscious, but by the end it was very conscious. I knew exactly what I was doing. I didn't want to do extra things for the other boss. So I didn't go out of my way to help him. I, I did go out of my way to help the humble boss because I knew he appreciated it and he felt it and he said nice things to me. And so I, I did choose to go the extra mile on his projects and I didn't on the other person's. Yeah. I mean, I mean, words matter, right? So if, if, if you can lead with an air of humility, that might sound like, hey, listen, I know everybody's plate's full. I know you do tremendous work, but if you could get a chance to work on this, man, that'd be awesome too. Or, you know, let me offer support. What obstacles can I help remove from you? Like that's, those are typical humble leadership traits. The idea of humility and leadership, you could be listening to this anywhere in the world right now. And you probably understand what we're talking about whenever we say, have you ever worked for a humble leader? Uh, does, does your manager, lead with this air of humility. Uh, I think, you know, there's some negative connotations sometimes to this idea of vulnerability and humility too. What are some of the, if we're going to integrate emotional intelligence into the topic here, what are some of those negative connotations to vulnerability and humility as far as management is concerned? Don, what do you think? I think people see it as weakness. Uh, I think people can see it as indecision. Yeah. Uh, Like, hey, just make a decision. Why don't you? Sometimes people can see it as, hey, you don't know what you're doing. I expect you to have the answers. You know, you're my boss. You should have 
have all the answers. You should be able to be decisive. You should be able to make decisions. I think that the flip side of that is that you can't do those things. And that's not necessarily true. Let's put, let's, let's kind of chase that down just a little bit too. So what if I am that leader who maybe I'm not leading with an air of humility, right? So maybe I am that person that says I'm the boss. I need to make the decisions and I need to keep us going, you know, in this direction. If I am that boss that's leading that way and not really involving my team and, and showing that humility, what type of team might I have? Like, what's the product of that? I think you start to get a team that just waits for you to tell them what to do. They're not, they're not going yeah. the extra mile. They're not thinking ahead. They're not wanting to do more for you. So they're just waiting to hear what you need from them. Yeah. We had a uh, call with the CEO just recently. Matt and I were on a call with this person and the CEO said, you know, I, my employees always bring me their work at this one critical juncture and they show this to me and they ask me to finish it for them. And, and I really want to have employees who just go and do the work and not bring it to me to finish it. And I asked the, the CEO, I said, so what do you do when they bring you the work? And she says, well, I go ahead and do it for them. Ah. Um, you know, there, there's a moment where it's like, you might have the answer as the leader, but maybe you shouldn't give the answer. Maybe, maybe you should back off and let the other person win. It's hard to do that. So you can, you're always training your employees as a manager, even if you don't mean to be. And I think sometimes if you're not humble and you're not leaning into that, then you're training them to, like Diana said, as you said it perfectly. They just wait to find out what you're going to tell them to do next. Yeah. I mean, how often have we gotten phone calls from those leaders? Like you said, they're done, you know, you used an example last week, but we could probably think, I mean, it's at it's at least a, a few times a month that we're talking to leaders. And a lot of times it doesn't say, you know, it doesn't come across as that manager going, guys, I need help being more humble. Uh, I recognize I need to be more humble. Most of the time, that's not what that sounds like. Most of the time, it's the manager going, how come my, my team is, is not doing the things that I need to need them to do? Or how come they're doing it this way? Or, you know, it's, it's coming from this point of frustration, which also might lead back to, to some of the leadership style that you have. And, and typically, you know, in those situations, we're just not leading with that humility. So is it possible we and to lead with with humility and vulnerability while still holding uh, our employees, you know, maybe accountable for the standards that we've created. How do you balance that? I think a lot of that comes by asking questions. I think sometimes we think that the choices are either we give them the answer and tell them what to do, or we don't say anything at all. And we like, well, I'm going to be quiet and see if you can figure it out. I think a lot of the accountability comes back from just ans asking really good questions. If somebody brings you brings you something that's half done, I mean, like my son, he likes to. By the way, managing parenting, very very. Yeah. Summer skill set. <laughs> he takes care of our yard over the summer. He came inside uh, just a couple weekends ago and he said, I, Hey, I'm all done with the, with the yard. And I looked outside, I said, how does, how does it look? And he's like, oh, I think it's fine. I'm like, okay, you got everything. You feel good about the sides and everything that you did. And he's, he kind of thinks, well, I didn't do one. Of, he said, I didn't do one of the side yards. Ah. I said, Oh, why did you decide not to do one of the side yards? And he says, well, I, he found a dead rabbit there the week before and he freaked him out a little bit. And he thought, I guess that's where all dead rabbits go. I don't know. He'd stop putting dead rabbits over there. I'd take care of the yard. That's exactly right. So, but it would, and then he's like, well, maybe I should go out and check the side yard and maybe I can do that. And I'm like, okay, that's great. It, it was just a series of questions to ask, to keep circling back. Um, but letting him have that answer, it's really easy to go, no, I told you to go do all of the yards, go do all of the yards and go, go make it happen. Sometimes you still have to do that as a manager of just ultimately drawing the line and saying, this is what I need from you in order to be clear. But a lot of times you can accomplish it through questions. Yeah. And I love that you were asking questions and you weren't accusing. I think a lot of times when we know something's not done right, we can easily go to accusatory. And I love that you were just like, oh, why did you choose to do it? 
it that way? That's a really good question as a manager, not just a parent. Like that's a good question as a manager. Why did you choose to do it that way? Just tell me what's in your head. And I think that leads them to to something different. Yeah, I'm a really good manager, Diana. Just- <laughs> oh, I know, sir. I know. There's lots of things I pride myself on, but managing is one of them. <laughs> so I, I think we're kind of defining some more of those traits. If we were trying to think of what some of those traits were for humble leadership, let's think about what that looks like. You know, how do I, you know, one of the questions we kind of want to answer is how do I know if I'm, if I am uh, leading with humility? And I think Don, to your point, that humble leader is going to seek to understand, right? Uh, they're going to seek to understand maybe where their people are coming from instead of rushing to judgment, perhaps they're, they're going to, they're going to seek to understand. They're also going to maybe lead by example. Like a lot of times whenever I see that humble leader leading with vulnerability, people naturally follow that person. Like Diana was talking about, you know, with those two different bosses there, the humble leader didn't say, you know what, I want you to work a little bit harder for me. So if you could do, you know, twice the amount of work for me than you are for him, I would appreciate it. They don't have to say that. Like we just naturally want to follow a leader that that shows humility and appreciation too. So uh, other traits of a humble leader that you all could think of? I think another trait of a humble leader is trust. I think over time, humility and vulnerability can lead to trust because you allow other people to do the job. It's one thing to think, oh, I have all the answers, and I'm, but I'm going to ask some questions to the employees to help lead them to the right answer. That That is kind of like a base level of humility, but there's kind of an anti-humility hidden in that. And the idea is like, well, I know what the answers are, but my people don't, but I'm going to humbly allow you to get to the answer. That, that's not pure humility. Real humility and where I've made the best strike I think for myself and seen my best results, which doesn't sound humble at all, but uh, is when I really trust the people that I work with and say, I think, you know, you might be able to do this better than I can do this. Like I really am. I'm not just trying to lead you to an answer that I already have in my head. I really don't have an answer to this mm-hmm. and I need your help. I know we've had a few times as a team where I've just brought it up to our whole team and said, Hey, I'm stuck here. I don't mm-hmm. know what to do about this. And and every time I've ever done that, people surround me and say, Hey, what can we mm-hmm. do to help this? And they, they take it and they run with it. And that really helps to build that trust stuff where you can just learn to get out of the way. And that same call we had the other day with the CEOs, another CEO raised his hand and said, you know, hey, one of the best lessons I ever had was he was called away on a family emergency. And so he had to suddenly leave his team for like a week where he was offline. And he said he came back and his team was performing at a level that he had never seen, it was a much higher level when he came back. And he said, first of all, it was very humbling for him because he realized like, wow, they didn't need me. But then he started really thinking about it and realizing that maybe the reason they were working so well together was because they are pretty good at what they do. They're pretty good in their jobs and they they do communicate with each other and they do need him long-term to play a different role. But before he was, he was jumping in the middle too much and he realized that he should step out a little bit. I think that's a different level of humility, if that's a word. Humility. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a Missouri word. (laughs) No. No. So add to that because I love all of that. So whenever I think whenever you think of humility, it's sort of the opposite of that in some ways is I was going to say a, a humble leader is also confident because I think and I think sometimes that seems like that's conflicting. Yeah. Um, but I think that humble leaders are actually very confident people. Um, they just don't have to show it in the I same way. That. It's not a braggadocious kind of, Ooh. you know, big ego thing. It's it's I'm confident and I can be humble. <laughs> Yeah, according to Giant World, uh, GiantWorldwide.com, there are ten traits of humble leadership that we that I that I talk about that we talk about during seminars when we're doing this. And I'm going to run through these ten, and I want you, as you're listening out there, to kind of pulse check yourself and see which one of these maybe you identify. But uh, 
But according to GiantWorldwide.com, here here they are. Um, The humble leadership, they lead by listening. So they're asking the question, they're listening for the responses, and they're reacting based on the responses. Uh, They never stop learning. A humble leader recognizes there's always something else to learn. Uh, They don't seek power. It seeks them, right? They don't demand that you listen. You just naturally want to listen. Uh, They typically unite. They don't divide uh, when they're leading with humility. They delegate. This is another one that a humble leader might do, recognizing that, you know what, I could do it, but I also recognize I want to give my, you know, some of these opportunities to um, some of my people. So that way they're learning and we're more efficient as a team. A humble leader forgives. How many of us have a hard time forgiving uh, or admitting mistakes is the next one. Uh, A humble leader, I like this one. A humble leader separates themselves from the position that they occupy. How cool is that? How cool is it to be able to work with an organization and we have to ask which one the boss is? Not because nobody is leading, uh, but everything seems to be going pretty well. And they just have blended in so well into the collaboration with the team uh, that that's where they are. They separate themselves from the position that they occupy. The humble leaders pull They don't push their teams and they pursue causes that are greater than themselves as well. So just some lists, uh, top 10 lists there of humble leadership, but let's talk about maybe the benefits. So let's say, uh, okay, so you've sold me. Maybe I need to lead with a little bit more humility, vulnerability. I recognize it's not a sign of weakness. Some of the benefits for putting our people first too might be things like improved morale or higher employee engagement. Could be better communication between employees or better communication cross-functionally. A humble leader might be able, remember we said they unite, they don't divide. They might be able to bring a couple of different departments or teams or lines of business together too. They might help remove silos simply by by leading with an air of humility. That humble leader creates accountability because they're involving, collaborating, asking questions and responding to answers. Um, there's there's typically less employee and customer complaints when you have an, a, a person that's leading with humility. People just naturally kind of like to work with those people. And as a result as well, higher customer satisfaction scores or maybe even patient satisfaction scores if we're in the healthcare uh, industry. We've seen those reflections in both uh, both types of industries there too. So any others that you all might say, you know what, this is, this is the reason. If you were to say, here's the snippet, here's the takeaway, this is why I would suggest that you lead with an air of humility or vulnerability. Uh, would you guys add anything else to that list? What do you think? You know, listening to that list, Matt, what keeps jumping out at me is this concept that we talked about before about strengths. We are all given our own unique set of strengths. And we don't, any one of us is not the perfectly well-rounded person who has all of the strengths. We need the strengths of other people on the team. I think the reason that all of that performance gets better when you're humble is because you are opening yourself up to be able to leverage the strengths of the people around you, not just your own strengths. I think that's how this whole thing works. The humility and the emotional intelligence part of it is recognizing I have a flaw, I have a gap, but also recognizing someone might just be better at doing that. And, And man, being able to step aside from that, the humility part of that might be, and I think we're better if we all kind of uh, are able to utilize each other in those lanes too. Yeah, we're often good at it in the spaces where we know that we're terrible. Like I know I'm terrible at X and so I'm going to let somebody else do that. Where we are not very good at it a lot of times are the places where we're kind of good at it. That's yeah. Right. Like we, yeah. we can kind of do this thing, so I'll just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So lots of good talking points with humble leadership. And this might've been one where you saw the title, uh, humble leadership. What, is, what does that even mean, right? It's one of those, those 
those uh, oxymorons that we talked about earlier. But but it, but it might be you know intriguing enough. Hopefully, it was intriguing enough that you clicked on it, you got something from it, and you had the humility to be able to apply something. I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, if you are that person, maybe that you have uh, listened to this, you're, you're going to attempt one of those traits and try to lead that away. Give it you know 30 days, 60 days. Give us feedback. See how the team responds to that air of humility. I'd love to hear that too. So. Hey, here are some quick takeaways from our conversation today. Humble leadership may seem like an oxymoron, but let's start rethinking leadership. Vulnerability is very important in leadership, and it's not a sign of weakness. In fact, it makes you more relatable as a leader. Work on asking for help not just with the things you're not good at, but on things you're pretty good at too. That's harder to do and will mean a whole lot more to your people. Trust that you've hired talented people who are good at what they do. Rewind some of those traits of a humble leader that we talked about earlier in the episode, write some of those down and put them into practice for 30 days. That's our challenge to you. Then please, would you share with us your results? Email us at morethanworkpodcast at peopleccg.com. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode and please share episodes with your friends so that more people can learn and grow. We appreciate you listening in so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time, and in the meantime, lead well.